0: Welcome. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick. I host a weekly radio show that gets turned into this podcast, the one you're listening to right now. If you're an early riser, you can listen live every Monday starting at 7 a.m. on WPRK 91.5 FM. It also streams on WPRK.org, or you can subscribe wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Regardless of where you listen, the show is about people from the Orlando area who are doing something neat. Jim Myers is one half of the Milk Carton Superstars, a local band. He manages the Melrose Center at the Downtown Library, and he made the time to come into WPRK Studios for this interview. A triple threat indeed. For more on Jim and all of the other guests, please visit toacertaindegree.com. And now, on with the show. That was a a song called Same Ghost Every Night. Wanted to start with something spooky since it is October. That was from the album Apologies to the Queen Mary. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. I do this every week from seven to nine. And every week I have a very special guest. This week is no exception. That's right. You, sir, are very special. Me? Yes. Jim Myers is here. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Nick. Thank you so much for being here my pleasure thank you thank you uh you are department head of the melrose center
1: yes that is me
0: at the orange county library system that's at the downtown library second floor okay everything is true that i've said so far yes great uh also a part of the band local band milk carton superstars also correct play drums and do some singing yes is that how you say it? singing uh i sometimes do okay yeah Perfect. Well, Jim, uh, so you and I know each other kind of a little bit. I obviously spend a lot of time at the Melrose Center. I record there. I have taken photographs there. I've brought a typewriter there just to get some uh, video because it's a great place to go and, and meet people. I've gone to a lot of meetups there, as a matter of fact, and done other things, but I don't know you very well. Would you say that's true? Yeah, I think that's true as well. Okay, so I want to get to know you a little bit better. Through a game, uh, now it's. I'm going to say something. You're going to tell me if you're for it or against it. But instead of saying yes or no, up or down, we're going to play a game called Echo or the Bunny Men. Echo if you're for something. The Bunny Men if you're against it. Echo is wonderful. It's this sort of natural sound occurrence that happens where you hear yourself, and there's nothing better than hearing yourself. Right. As we're doing right now on the radio with headphones on. Bunny Men frankly horrifying makes you worried half man half bunny i assume is what a bunny man is more than one too and there's there's plural yeah Yeah, it's not good for anybody no so echo or the bunny men let's go ahead and play ready jim halloween echo or the bunny men echo yeah you like halloween i do like from the time you were a kid did you go trick-or-treating
1: I did, and probably one of my earliest and saddest memories is having chicken pox uh, during Halloween when I was seven and missing out on that. Oh came back so. with a vengeance the next year. Okay, yeah. so when you were eight, you were like, I got to um, make up for... Totally there, yeah. Yeah, yeah but so yeah. you went to double the
0: houses, I would imagine? Um, no, nah, probably not, but I was just more enthusiastic. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't think to actually like incorporate the chicken pox... Uh, at seven years old into your costume.
1: Wow. Blown opportunity. Yeah. yeah, Like a connect the dots uh, thing or something along those lines. Yeah. My parents just were not (laughs) creative. (laughs) And
0: they probably wanted to help the community, but yeah, that's fine. Selfish parents all the way around. Very good. Uh, Self-driving cars. How do you feel about those? Echo or the bunny men?
1: Bunny men. Are you...
0: Concerned about getting in one now? Do you feel like they'll be improved in the future, or is it just that level of control giving it away is not something that you care to do?
1: I think uh, probably both. I'm I'm not really ready to step into one right now. I'm mm-hmm. not really that trusting of them. And it, to me, I I would think that uh, you know, not not knowing anything about the actual tubes and wires, it might be. Um, Better for us to try to come up with a an, an alternative to cars if we're going to figure out a way for us not to have to drive them. Catapults. There's one. There's yeah. one idea. There's yeah.
0: there's an idea. Yes. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this uh, uh, theme parks in general, but Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Are you a
1: fan of that? Are you were you into that when they opened? I guess I'm gonna have. I mean. I, I, I I hate to say this, but I'm probably gonna have to say Bunny Man. I'm not uh, I'm I'm not a big theme parks guy, mm-hmm. and uh, you know this is gonna come out sooner or later. I'm I'm behind on Star Wars. Um, I've I've associated with a lot of uh, self proclaimed nerds in my life who have um, all expressed some degree of outrage over my lack of Star Wars knowledge. I have I'm up to I've I've seen the first two movies and by first two I'm not talking about the series. I'm talking about the ones that came out in the seventies yeah, and in nineteen eighty, I suppose, or whatever. Yep. But uh but hey, I'm I'm on to uh Return of the Jedi? Is that the third one? Yeah. See I'm getting there. I'm 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 that's my next one. So yeah, I don't yeah, know. thirty five so, years behind. I'm, yeah, that's right, fine. Uh, yeah, you know. I, I watch other things though, but uh <laughs> just
0: yeah. Are you a science fiction fan? Not Is really that one so of your much. genres?
1: No, I, I, uh, I'm not a huge science fiction, science fiction fan. No, okay, no, but so, I, you know, I, I, do appreciate it. All right, yeah, very good. And so as a reader, I'm not a reader of science fiction. Are you? Do you know how to read? I guess would be the next question. Yes. Okay, great. Important, uh, important quality at the library.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh no, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, you probably do need uh, to be able to do that. Uh, so let's move on to a place, the beach, echo or the bunny men echo. Okay. You're a big fan.
1: Yeah. Love the beach.
0: Did you grow up here in Florida? I did. Okay. Yeah. Were you born here? I was. Wow. I was born in Orlando. Wow. Okay. Pretty rare.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: You're a, you're a rare breed. Uh, how often do you go or what do you do there when
1: you're at the beach? I like to write at the beach. Hmm. Um, my wife and I go and uh, like to take long walks down the beach. Uh, I like the beach at night, especially. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not a big water sports person. I'm not a surfer or anything, but just the uh, just the the horizon and and that type of thing. As I motion with my hands so that the radio audience can see. Of course, the horizon. Yeah, you can't say that right without expanding. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's definitely an echo I like the beach. I like to write the, at the beach.
0: Well, yeah, I was going to ask, what do you write? So I know you're in a band, so mm-hmm. I assume you're writing poetry or songs. But what else are you writing there?
1: Um, I I write a lot of song lyrics right now. Oh, yeah. um, I have written um, other things. Um, wrote a wrote a book a couple of years ago. Well, more than a couple of years ago. That I've you know kind of messed around with and tried to get published and mm-hmm. wasn't successful. But uh, I'll. You know, probably take it back and uh, rework it and do some other things, but but really, primarily, I write song lyrics at this point. Okay. Yeah, and do you find
0: that the song lyrics are do they come to you better because or you know, not necessarily more efficiently, but there is some level of inspiration there that you don't find in other places.
1: I think it's, um, not necessarily uh, inspiration that I'm getting from the beach. It's just a. It's just being physically away from the 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 ties of being in the city and and it 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 just does something to my mind i don't know if it if it's something that's about the beach because i can get that on vacation somewhere else too um but the beach is a close vacation spot and so i tend to allow my mind to to kind of fall into the creative stage so the farther you get away from home and work and responsibilities. Yeah. yeah, I seem to have a lot of things that are keeping me busy in Orlando, so yeah. Huh. Getting away helps me write.
0: So space would be the best place for you to go because it's the farthest away. Hmm. I assume that's how that works. Wow. I guess. So if we want uh if yeah, I'm orbiting. I'm no just Carton not superstars creating. to make yeah. like the next 5 albums really quickly. I just need to orbit. Yeah. Okay. All right. NASA, if you're listening, and I know you are, please please send some of my guests to space. <laughs> Even if they're not science fiction fans, it's totally fine. Uh, I don't know if you're much of a drinker. I don't know if you saw this over the weekend, but uh, Whiskey Capsules, Echo or the Bunny Men. So these are a little bit like uh, Tide Pods. Uh, it's from Glenlivet, and it might just be a, a promotional kind of item. But uh, the idea is that they come in these little capsules that are seaweed based and there's whiskey inside and you just pop it in your mouth and burst the capsule and then you have a mouthful of whiskey.
1: I'm going to say Bunnymen. Yeah. uh, Mostly because I'm really not a a liquor drinker. Um, So that wouldn't work well for me. Either the traditional way or the pod way. Um, but I guess for whiskey drinkers, I'm I'm gonna try to speak for them. Yes, and please say do say that also would be bunny men, because there's something about the ritual, right? Don't you need to kinda like you have the glass and you could maybe pour a it little bit of water, right? Like look yeah. at it a moment and, you know, kinda brood over it a little bit you
0: have to be brooding yeah, you so. have to and then i think you look around and you realize what everybody else is drinking and you can feel a little more superior right right and i think that's find, part you, of maybe it Maybe you
1: find someone you identify with and you just yeah. give them a little nod and, yeah yeah there's like a ritual that you lose by just popping in a, <laughs> a seaweed based capsule of of whiskey i don't know when you say it that way it does not sound that appealing
0: yeah okay Uh, that's why you're not in advertising i guess (laughs) how about sleep echo or the bunny echo do you get enough uh no okay yeah love it though so i imagine full-time gig band uh wife yeah family stuff animals Ugh. yeah responsibilities house worst No wonder
1: you're always at the beach. Things growing that you have to cut. That explains it. it's like a lot of things. Okay, so no sleep for you. But you do like it. I like it very much. Okay, good. I was liking it a couple hours ago, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank
0: you so much for being here. Uh, Disney remakes. So the cartoons to live action films, Echo or The Bunnymen?
1: I'm going to try to be open-minded and say Echo here. Okay. Because uh, I feel like it's a sweeping disregard if I just say no to that. So have you seen any of them? Yeah, a couple. Yeah. yeah. What did you think? Hey, funny men. But uh but I'm I'm gonna stay open minded about them. Okay. Yeah. So they might do it right eventually. Yeah, you know, and I'm of a certain era where, you know, I can be kind of uh, a curmudgeon and say, Yeah, why'd they have to do that? So I try not to be that person as much as I can when I catch myself. So I'm gonna stay open minded. Good. All right. All right. I like it. Uh, crowdshare
0: scooters so a little bit like the crowdshare bikes, but electric scooters um, uh I think the closest that i've seen them to Orlando so far is in Tampa and i'm not sure if they 're planning to come to orlando or if there's some inherent i, I issue okay with
1: with with those I think yeah yeah i 'll go with that going there okay yeah would you ride one uh sure All right. yeah okay yeah sure
0: uh- <laughs> i'll try it I wanna see the milk carton superstars do a show while riding uh, electric scooters.
1: You realize I'm playing drums
0: and singing yeah. already. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think it would be fun. Okay. I'm not saying it would be easy for you or safe. Right. It would be fun for it's the audience. Short,
1: it's a short show. It's I a think. very short show. Um, all right, well, I'll, you know, we have a rehearsal this week, so perfect. we'll, we'll talk about that.
0: Excellent, excellent. Mm-hmm. How do you feel
1: about Tiny Houses? Um, fun to look at. I'll go, I'll go, uh, I'll go Echo. Because I, I think that there are, there's a, there's a market for it. And sure. I think a lot of people love it. And, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna disparage anyone who likes to live in a very small place. Okay, but for it. you, for you, for me, in my current living situation, it wouldn't work. But I'm gonna still say Echo because I could see perhaps in time that, that working out. And, you know, um, it, it's good to be economical
0: do you like the idea of you know paring down on the things that you own in order to get to a point where you yeah. know you could get into a tiny house and have fewer things
1: you know in in theory i do like that idea i mean as you say it it sounds it sounds really appealing and responsible um but i say that as my my music space is growing in equipment so I don't know how that's gonna work um a lot of albums i would imagine you have well like uh, drums and, oh, okay. and a piano and uh you know amplifiers and recorders and things like that but and and albums the vinyl collection too yeah so
0: <laughs> nice okay so not quite ready for the tiny house what about cursive the writing style not the band that's a
1: man. tough one. Mm. You know, and I guess this gets back to the my, my, my generational thing. I feel like why, why shouldn't we continue to do this? But in all honesty, I don't do it. Um, I have really very neat handwriting. I'll have to demonstrate uh, for those of you listening today, my handwriting. Somehow. Oh, yeah. It's amazingly neat. And so even, uh, even growing up when cursive was still something that we had to do in school, um, I tended to be a handwriter. Um, because I'm just really good at it. So at this stage, I'm going to say Bunnyman, because I probably, other than my signature, it'd really take me some time to think about how to write a sentence in cursive. And learn it and everything. So yeah,
0: yeah. what I'm hearing also is you're volunteering to handwrite letters for me so that I don't have to, because my handwriting
1: is atrocious. Um, yeah, I, I can probably do that. I don't know how many letters that you've got in the queue. that you need uh, to get out.
0: Seven to 27, somewhere in there. I read, a, I read a lot of letters. They're mostly of the uh, complaining about something. So like I'm, letters to the editor, okay. that sort of thing.
1: I'm willing to go with postcards.
0: Okay. We'll do some postcards. Okay. I like that. That'll be fine instead. Uh, let's do one more technology. one. I was curious about this, how do you feel about doorbell cameras?
1: Uh, Echo. Yeah. yeah. Do you have one at your house? Soon will. Okay. Um, I think we're, uh, we're seeing our neighbors uh, use them a lot, yeah. and uh, so we're probably going to join the team. Do you feel like
0: you're going to when you first get it in, this is my concern, that I would get one of those and then I'd be watching
1: it all day just to see what happens there? I'm personally not concerned with that, but I know for a fact my wife will spend the first five hours just watching.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she likes that. I think that'll be fun.
0: And then you start getting, uh, you know, like little coded messages or maybe a ghost somehow comes in. (laughs) That would be fun to do, like, doorbell uh, camera theater. That could be a bad business idea for later on. Wow. Let's put that in our back pocket. Like, that could be, or for the milk carton superstars, just Mm. go from doorbell camera to doorbell camera doing one song
1: just make a video out of it. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. That's yeah. actually pretty good. And get them.
0: They'll be so hooked
1: on the song that they'll want to buy it as well. Right. And like maybe a minute and a half in, there's a police car that appears yep. in the background. Exactly. That'll work. Yeah. Exactly. I like it. Yeah. You know, and
0: you're leaving packages instead of taking them. Okay. I'm glad we've solved your band. Man. All right. Last question for now. <laughs> Thank you so much for putting up with this. Uh, cobbler, the dessert, not the person who fixes your shoes. Echo or the bunny men
1: i'm gonna have to go with um bunny men oh okay i'm not a big cobbler fan really so is it
0: warm fruit is not a
1: dessert for you uh yeah i'm not a big pie guy okay honestly so it's probably it's probably that what do you go what's your go-to dessert
0: when you go out when you uh are at the supermarket Mm
1: um i like carrot cake a lot mm-hmm. that's probably uh, one of my top, top healthy desserts. healthy choice is it no 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 not. but it sounds like it yeah it yeah it's got a carrot name but yeah yeah i don't think there's any maybe there's probably got to be some tiny shredded carrot in it, it probably it somewhere. yeah right so a nice like, uh like an eight to one ratio of sugar and carrot uh yeah if that yeah
0: a nice cream cheese frosting, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's okay. good. That's good stuff. All right. Any chocolate ice cream? Love chocolate ice cream. Too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very good. I just need to know this later on, when we determine if we're best friends or not. I like to know okay. what I'm going to get you. All right. If we do that, and that'll be in the second hour. We'll do the quiz. We'll do bad business ideas, uh, but we'll get to know you a little bit more. We'll talk about the Melrose Center. We'll talk about Milk Carton Superstars. My guest today is Jim Myers. If you miss any of the show, you can catch it on to a certain degree.com or you can just subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts but we're going to be back in a couple minutes we'll play a song so jim how you doing so far doing good excellent excellent let's play some milk carton superstars beauty in the eye cool yeah i like the song uh it's from sesame street car named desire or disaster 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 man I'm gonna have to, I'm looking at it right here, but because you get into you like want to say it desire, to yeah. yeah, okay. So milk carton superstars, beauty in the eye, Sesame street Name disaster. On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to A Certain Degree. Hello friends. This is the part of the show where I tell you about the last episode previously on To A Certain Degree. No wait, previously To A Certain Degree. I interviewed local author John King. You may know him from his long-running podcast, The Drunken Odyssey, which is about creative writing and features many talented writers, including a bunch from around the Orlando area. Well, he also wrote a book, which is entitled Guy Psycho and the Ziggurat of Shame. I hadn't finished it when I interviewed him because I was afraid of spoilers, of giving away spoilers. I'm also afraid of things that are spoiled. But I have since, and it is great. It's definitely not spoiled. It's, it's spoiled in the sense that I know the end, but it's not spoiled like a fruit. Go and check out a short story about Guy Psycho on John's website, thedrunkenodyssey.com, and consider picking up the book. And not just picking it up, but also paying for it and reading it. Now back to the show. The Milk Carton Superstars on WPRK winter park florida from the album sesame street car named disaster that was beauty in the eye good morning my name is nick you're listening to a certain degree i have one half of the milk carton superstars is there two of you or three of you
1: there there's two of us officially um but but when we play on stage we often have a bass player with us and sometimes also a a violinist so um but in essence it's it's a two person songwriting team that is milk carton superstars got it yeah so one half of the songwriting team
0: that jim myers that's is here it, yeah good morning jim good morning thanks for coming in and hey. thanks for uh letting me play that song yeah. I, are you I, like the type that gets embarrassed when you hear your own music
1: no no i'm i'm delighted when somebody decides to play <laughs> my music that's always a good thing yeah
0: so you were singing in that song and playing drums Yes. Um, now I think of bands, uh, one of my favorite bands is Cowboy Mouth to see live and their lead singer also plays the drums. Is it, it just seems like that's a more difficult combination to have than say a guitar or bass and singing at the same time. Um, was, is it, or is it something that just came very easy to you because you were playing drums from a young age?
1: Um, it's difficult for me to say how difficult it is in comparison to something like that because I'm not a guitar player or a bass player, and to me, that's that's a challenge to learn how to do that. I mean, I can, I can communicate on a guitar enough mm-hmm. to say to my songwriting partner guy, "Hey, I've come up with an idea, and I'm using maybe two or three of the strings to, to communicate that idea." But as a player, I am I am not. Um, that sounded like uh, Yoda. <laughs> so I'm trying Star yes. Wars fans there you go um, but um, it, it's it is something that I've just done a lot over over the course of my life and um, sometimes I, I feel like when I'm in a situation when I'm singing without the drums um, I find my hands moving anyway so it it maybe in a strange way helps me it kind of mm-hmm. grounds me a little bit um, but it is a little bit of a challenge on stage you know you can't your mind can't wander at all um because you're thinking of words how to deliver them and all four of your limbs are moving to to do a certain thing so there as long as you stay focused as as long as i stay focused uh, it's 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 okay um and sometimes it helps i think to be playing and singing at the same time in a weird way to help you focus because you don't know what to do with your hands yeah I'm not a a dancer you know so uh, it's true for anybody
0: who gets up in public speaking or does anything else like mm -hmm. and maybe that's the key to public speaking is we'll just give people a a small snare drum or just you know something to do with their hand like have them knit you know better idea because then they get something at the end of it true
1: and it's not distracting you know their speaking so
0: (laughs) how long have you been playing drums
1: uh on and off since i was five okay yeah i had a couple of toy drum sets growing up and uh but then you know i there was a there was a period where um guy Larme is the other half of milk carton superstars and uh we've known each other since high school uh, we had a band um in the 80s and 90s uh during our younger days called the leftovers and so we have always had this songwriting partnership which is typically a guy coming up with with um chords and the, the basis of a song and then me adding a vocal melody and, and the lyrics, that's been our, our partnership. Um, and um, the, the Leftovers broke up and, and we went our separate ways for a while. And uh, so there was a period of about 10 years where I wasn't playing so much. Mm. Uh, but then we got back together um, in 2007 to reform and and came up with Milk Carton and Superstars at that time. So, most of my life to answer your question about playing drums
0: was this I, and I know inherently you know working at the Melrose Center for the last few years um, it's a fairly creative place yeah. but uh, milk Carton superstars is a creative outlet for you I would imagine
1: yeah absolutely it's it's my chief creative outlet uh, right now um, I this it's um, I notice when I'm not being creative with uh, with the band or with other things that I, I think I, I I suffer mentally a mm-hmm. little bit from that. Um, that's something that I just have to have. I I've, I've feel like I've been a creative person longer than I've been a manager, uh, and that's truly who I am. So yeah, um, it is my outlet, absolutely.
0: How is that process, so it's completely foreign to me, like I've written lyrics and things like that, uh, but I don't play any instruments, so what is that process like of collaborating with somebody and you know you writing the lyrics and coming up with the harmonies and then him coming up with the chord progressions and things like that is it is it did it take a little while to get used to is it better because you guys have known each other for so long like how did that go exactly
1: i think it's it it is because we've been friends more than half of our lives Mm -hmm. it's just a very natural thing for us um you know when we were just starting out i mean we would we would sit in Guy's room uh, at his parents' house, you know, when we were just out of high school and uh, just figured it out. I mean, there I think there was a couple of years where it took him to to kind of figure out how to tune the guitar the right way. And, and I didn't know anything. I'm playing like some bongos and trying to figure out how, how we could do this, but we sort of fell into a rhythm. Uh, but as Milk Carton superstars, it's funny, we hadn't seen each other in almost 10 years. And when we got back together, Um, it really was like not much time had passed. I think Mm -hmm. we wrote like six songs together in the first three hours that we were back together again. It was just an amazing, uh, you know, coalescence of energy. Yeah. Um, but typically how it works now is, um, guy will say, Hey, I've got some, I've got a few things and, uh, he'll, he'll come and play them. I'll record what he's done. And uh, really, I'll drive around in the car for a couple of weeks listening to those things over and over again. And and melodies and words will just start coming to me.
0: So you're listening to it and thinking of, well, this sounds, or this reminds me of, or yeah. this is kind of indicative to me The when I let my mind wander, as you do sometimes when you, mm-hmm. when you drive, uh, this connects with me on this level.
1: So let me try some lyrics around that. Yeah. And then really interesting. when I, when I have a melody idea, um, it's sometimes it can get down to the point where I'm counting syllables that will sound right. And then I'll go away and I'll just have a sheet of paper and I'll figure out the, uh, the poem, so to speak, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then go back and, and make it work that way. So it's almost a little math. Um, how, how will that sound? How will that melody sound delivered? Do I need to change that word because it's not going to work for the space? Um, so that's, that's it in a nutshell, I think.
0: That's really interesting. So
1: the idea is
0: that, you know, sometimes the song can be very indicative of the emotion that it's trying to convey, right? Like if it's just, if you're just listening to the music part of it without any lyrics. So sometimes when Guy provides you with some of that, is it like, okay, this is obviously a sad song. This is obviously an upbeat song. Uh, you know, do you find that you already kind of know the direction that you're going to go as you even start listening to the tone or how
1: fast or slow it is, something like that? Yeah. I think the music doesn't form the mood of the lyrics Mm -hmm. most of the time, unless I'm making a conscious effort to contradict that. Like you're, you're expecting this, but I'm going to give you this. Right. right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to, that
0: was going to be my next question is like, there's this very sad song, but then you... Right. Write
1: some very upbeat lyrics to it, just
0: mm-hmm. to just to try something right,
1: yeah, just to change it up, yeah, yeah, know yeah. I write also um with um I, I'm starting to write some songs with Beth McKee, and mm-hmm. we have a little project going, and which i I pointed out only because it's really kind of the opposite of this, whereas Beth and I will kind of come up with a subject, and I might go write some words and send them to her, and then she creates a song with those words, and she'll come up with a melody, and then I will harmonize with that melody and we'll kind of create a song that way. So that's a totally different way of writing songs that I've, 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 I'm starting to do with, with another songwriting partner. So, so how,
0: let me ask you this then going from the method that you're comfortable with, that, you know, that, you know, it's not necessarily easy because writing and being creative isn't always easy. Sometimes the muse is there and sometimes it takes a little while to get to. Yeah. But how, was it important to you to try a different way? Were you nervous at first, thinking that what if I can't do it this way?
1: Um, I guess I was a little nervous only because i I respect Beth so much sure. she's such a great songwriter um but that was just familiarity, I think becoming friends and 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 relaxing a little bit and now that um we've we've done this a little bit, I think that um What's what's challenging, or maybe that's the wrong word. What's different about it is um, not really having uh, my hand on the melody so much. Mm-hmm. You know, she's coming up with that, and um, which is great because it's you know she's really good at that, and it allows me to just focus on um, complementing that. So, I guess when I'm writing the words, I can't help but think in my mind, here's here's the melody that I hear delivering it. And then she'll come back and it's something different um and that's great you know so it's that's that's what's the different part i'm i'm I'm, my brain wants to hear me delivering that in a melody because that's what i do with guy and milk superstars yeah yeah, yeah. um and that change is the biggest change that i'm just providing some words and i did that with mark as well mark with the c Um, we wrote a couple of songs together uh, in the band claire and the potatoes um and, and that was the way that we kind of did that. Um I, I would send some words and, and he would come up with a melody. Very interesting. Yeah.
0: All right. Well I'm gonna not be writing music anytime soon, so I like living vicariously through you. Okay. And I appreciate that. But you've written lyrics, you said. Uh I have, uh and it's mostly just to songs, little songs to amuse my kids hmm. or to myself. So, little improvisational songs or something that I write down just to, uh, uh, you you know, just give myself a laugh, really, is what it comes down to. With a melody? Uh, Occasionally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you could do it.
0: Uh, Okay. So, in theory, yes. All right. All right, Jim, if you're going to be like that. Jim, uh, where can we see you coming up? And obviously, we're going to talk about Melrose Center as well, Mm -hmm. but I wanted, I appreciate you talking about uh, your journey as a musician. But yeah. uh where can we potentially see milk Carton superstars coming up? I know we can go to milk Carton superstars
1: uh, on the web. yes is that correct yes uh, milkcarton dot com you could find all of our material there We have um, four albums, five album five counting a live album um, and coming up we we are very likely going to be playing at uh, Favo Art Gallery number 251. That's the art gallery that my wife Bethany Myers runs um, on the first Friday of November. You probably will see Milk Carton Superstars there at eight o'clock. Very good. Yeah. And that's a great, if you have nothing
0: else to do on a Friday night, take a couple hours, go there, not only see Milk Carton Superstars, but see some amazing artists.
1: Yeah. That's um, really cool.
0: And that venue is just so cool. Taking an old hotel and turning it into a bunch of artist studios. Mm -hmm. And then we'll also see you on stage. Uh, You mentioned Mark with a C earlier. Uh, That's on December 2nd, I believe.
1: Yes. Um, Emmett Dobbin and myself will be joining Mark with a C for his annual holiday show uh, at Will's Pub on December 2nd. So going to start practicing for that this week. (laughs) It's a big week. Come on. You know that stuff
0: by heart. Sure. comes back to you. (laughs) Very quickly. Yeah. All right, thank you for that. We're going to come back with Jim Myers, uh, talk a little bit more about the Melrose Center and music. Please stay tuned. And we're going to hear a song right now. This is Garage A Trois with Gat Samba, Swamba excuse me, uh, from their album Emphasizer on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. If you're like me, then you believe deep in your heart that the holidays are all about competition. Who is the best host, the best gift giver, etc.? The reason for the season is to be better than your friends and family. I'm mostly kidding. But if you're thinking ahead of time about the holidays, here are a couple of suggestions from past guests reserve a Joyce Farms Heritage Black Turkey from Orlando Meats, order a custom pothead by Amber from Amber. Potheads by Amber, you can order them from Amber. It can be someone's favorite fictional character, a beloved pet, or even an entire boy band. Definitely ask her to do that, she'll love that. Hey, rent a typewriter from me so you can legibly compose holiday mailings and stuff the envelope with stickers from Dead Disco, Secret Society Goods, Brian Demeter, Deli Fresh Threads, Kicking Cones, and other local artists. That's right, a typewriter rental service. Now who's the crazy one high school guidance counselor? Back to the show. Garage Atoile on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Gat Swamba from their album, Emphasizer. So I have a drummer on, so I have to play something with a lot of drumming is that the
1: verb I think just drumming drumming yeah, yeah. drumming that makes much more
0: sense yeah that
1: was really good it was uh reminding me of uh, the obvious child
0: oh yeah. yeah paul simon yeah very nice uh, good morning my name is nick you're listening to a certain degree on wprk Winter Park Florida my guest today jim myers an accomplished drummer oh well. a musician
1: thank you okay thanks yeah take um, a compliment i i appreciate that yeah. thank you thank you very much <laughs> practicing being gracious that is good Uh, you can hear him
0: as part of milk carton superstars he is also part of the mark with a c trio and apparently doing some songwriting with uh, local legend beth mckee
1: yes beth mckee and i uh, have a project called the earnests nice i love everything about that name (laughs) uh
0: if only because you know we all need to be slightly more earnest in our lives I know I do. Maybe I'm speaking for everyone, but yeah. No, I think it's a good idea. It's not a bad situation at the end. Uh, Let's switch from talking about music, though, to talking about a place where you can record music and create a lot of different things in the Melrose Center at the downtown library. You are the department head of the Melrose Center. Yes. And I'm always interested to find out when people don't know about something and you know there's certain things in town that i am giddy to take them to right and it the list goes among other places orlando meats beefy king like it's usually restaurants it's usually eating related places it's fair enough but melrose center and some of the other maker spaces in town melrose center is definitely up there i brought a lot of people there um either to help me record things for the show in some cases unfortunately they owed money to the library so they weren't allowed in until they paid uh which was a great way for the library to get some uh back uh dues and uh
1: yeah we appreciate that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. of
0: course it's uh, it helps me it helps you all, right. all of that stuff but no just going there and seeing like some of the facilities there whether somebody is a photographer and they don't realize there's a photography studio uh, in there whether somebody's a maker and they don't realize there's a fab lab there um, or they might be able to speak there, or perform, or record, right. or do other things. Uh, what was your first introduction uh, to the Melrose Center? Was it before it was started? Um, yes. Or yeah. So how did you get to know it? And you know, when did you realize it was going to be something really special?
1: I have been uh, with the Orange County Library System for an, a long time. I've mm-hmm. been a manager there for more than twenty years. So um, I've. I've been in that building for a long time, and so I saw the, the emergence of the center as a concept. Um, it really started when the the Melrose Family Foundation approached the uh, Orange County Library System in 2012, and they wanted to honor Dorothy Melrose, um, the matriarch of the family, in a way that was meaningful to, uh, to, 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 to honor her and, and with things that she was really uh, fond of or uh, enthusiastic about. Um, she was uh, a library lover. She was very interested in emerging technologies, and so putting those two things together really uh, was was the genesis of the Melrose Center. When the family came to the library with the uh, the donation, of course, the library was blown away by by the the gift and very graciously accepted that. Um, it was soon after that as the library started to you know match that donation and start putting money into constructing the space that I started to realize, and I was, I was in another department. I was mm-hmm. managing the circulation department and I started to, uh, you know, uh, my manager at the time, one of the administrators was overseeing the Melrose center. So I saw early on what it was going to become and the potential that it had as a musician. I was drawn right away to the audio studio. Um, in fact, if, if you go, uh, to the Melrose center, um, we have, you can become a member by taking an orientation and we have an on demand version of that. And, you can see milk carton superstars in the, in that on demand orientation, because we were like the first band testing the studio out, um, before the library staff, before it was really open. So we were, we were all about the space right away. Um, and then, um, you know, I, it opened and I, I was just like a patron, you know, I, I observed the, the space, um, and what you could do with it, um, as, as somebody who wasn't directly affiliated with it. Mm-hmm. It was at that time, part of a, a bigger department, the the Technology and Education Center Department of the of the library, um, it it kind of grew, and uh, the decision was made to make its own to de- make it its own department. And at that point, I had the opportunity to come and and work there and manage, really, just the most incredibly talented staff. Um, I I will say this about the Mower Center: those of us who live in the the service area of this library, uh, Orange County, excluding. Winter Park, where we are, but excluding the city limits of Winter Park and Maitland, that's the service area of the Orange County Library System. We are incredibly fortunate to have a space like this. Um, I know public libraries, as, as a rule, uh, often um, they they fight the perception of what they really are and what they can provide to people mm-hmm. in this day and age. If you haven't been to a public library in a number of years, you probably don't think you need it or can't really make much use of it. And the Orlando Public Library, the main library downtown and in, in Orange County, uh, and really I'm sure the Winter Park Public Library right over the, here around the corner from us, we all uh, have this, this perception that we fight against. Uh, if people can come into the building and see some of the things, like if you walked into the Winter Park Library today and you hadn't been in a public library, in a while i'm sure you would be blown away by what they can offer you and what is relevant to your life today
0: for sure and, or something that you might not have thought of that maybe you want to get into exactly for example yes
1: yeah. and we're no different from that but then within that concept put within that a space that you really aren't expecting to see in a public library even even public library visitors are mm not ready for the Melrose center because it is an incredibly unique space. Um, I have seen public libraries in this country that have maker spaces and some that have some studios and some that have some simulators and are doing some of the things with, with design classes and, uh, you know, immersive technologies that, that we are doing, but to be able to provide all of that in one space, that's really large, um, it's like close to 30,000 square feet on the second floor is truly amazing to have all of that opportunity in front of you. And uh, so just from somebody who lives here, I know how lucky we all are. And then I get to work there and I get to work around, like I said, just an amazingly talented staff. They teach me stuff every day. Um, So I can't say enough about it. And if you, if you come visit the Melrose Center, you will realize that first, the first thing that's going to you know, shock you is the, the, the atmosphere and just the resources. And then when you start to interact with the staff, um, you're going to get that bonus too. Yeah. I think if you ever have an
0: opportunity to, and I'm just going to call out two people, but everyone there is fantastic, but, uh, take a class with Jonathan, take a class with Marco. Um, it is, and everyone else there is really good as well, but I just love those two guys, especially in terms of, uh, the classes that I've taken in the past there. Yeah, Um. something that I think uh, should be pointed out again is the Melrose Center is part of the library. You can access it with your library card, but you do have to take an orientation to be part of that because there are some specific rules and regulations that are associated uh, with the Melrose Center. So you can't just go in there and necessarily sit around. You have to be working on an active project. You can rent space, but all of it's for free. for the most part there's a couple of things that will like if you want to rent the conference room or something along those lines right exactly Uh, but you know i would say 90 to 95 percent of it is uh, certainly all the classes are Mm -hmm. uh being able to reserve space once you get the appropriate training on it uh is all free um which again i think makes it incredibly unique um and a resource that uh people need to look at because you know sometimes a, a studio will cost quite a bit of money if you're just starting out and starting something new a podcast uh photography if you want to do that you could reserve the studio there go in have somebody come in to do your photo shoot uh, with you and then you know you've got everything already set to go
1: yeah, it's, it's, a, it's exactly right, it, it's, um, it's free. Um, if, you, if you don't live in our service area, you can still use the Melrose Center and our rates are pretty reasonable, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, compared to how much it typically costs to to, to get a studio space. Um, but these are professional studios in the Melrose Center and all we're asking of, of you to be able to use it is to learn what we can teach you about using the space properly and safely. Um, and we are, we're, we're seeing people going through that program. If you have no experience in, say, video production, we have the resources to teach you everything you need to know. And if you go through our curriculum, you'll be able to check out the video studio for four hours and use the green screen and, and you know, drop things with the chroma key and, and use the, the multi-directional cameras and all these things to produce you know, a, a promo for your business mm-hmm. or a short film or a music video. And the same goes with the audio studio. If you've got no audio studio production, we can show you everything you need to know. Jonathan is one of those teachers um, doing that work and uh, we can get you set up. We can, we can ultimately make what is really yours. You know, you're, if you live in our service area, you're paying for this uh, with your, with your taxes that go to the library. So we want to make this available to you because it's yours. We, We see it as another, uh, another material to check out. You know, we're just a very unusual branch of the library, the Melrose Center, but, but we're checking stuff out too.
0: That's a good way of putting it. And you can just search for the Melrose Center on all the social medias and also just online to find out what times uh, they're open. Mm-hmm. And if you do want to take the tour, uh, not the self-guided, uh, but do the tour with somebody and go through the orientation uh, when it's scheduled, you can find that time online as well.
1: Right. We offer the general orientation as a class that's a tour with, with an actual instructor, um, I would say probably eight times a month at mm-hmm. least. So it's pretty frequently. I would suggest doing that, too. I think it's good to you get go a little more out and, of it. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, we have to stop there for now. Jim, it's already the end of the first hour. My gosh. I'm a joy to talk to.
1: I'm worried about the phone because it looks like we have a voicemail. Should we get that?
0: Yeah, we'll check on that. Let's play a song while we're doing that. This is Kayatana with hot dad calendar from the album of the same name ooh, on wprk winter park florida you're listening to a certain degree volunteering it's not just good for the environment it's good for your soul and your feng shui also your peace of mind so much good can come out of volunteering and one such opportunity is coming up maker fair orlando november 9th and 10th it's fun it's just four hours of your time and it's for a great cause considering volunteering here with a group of friends and family or just on your own more info at makerfairorlando.com now back to the show the Avet brothers on wprk winter park florida from the 2009 album wow it's already 10 years old I, and love, and you. That was Kick, Drum, Heart. Before the break, we heard from Kayatana from their album, Nervous Like Me, Hot Dad Calendar. Good morning, my name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. This is the second hour. If you missed any of the first hour, my interview with Jim Myers from Milk Carton Superstars and also the department head of the Melrose Center at the Downtown Library. You can get it on a podcast. It'll be out next Tuesday. Uh, new podcasts come out every Tuesday. Just subscribe wherever you subscribe to them. And the reason I played Kick Drum Heart is because uh Milk Carton Superstars, of which Jim is a part of, uh, he plays drums.
1: I really enjoyed that song and while we were listening to it I was trying to figure it out. So I am gonna have to go listen to that again. Oh, it was you really were deciphering good. it? I was I was I was doing the kick drum underneath the table here with my left <laughs> foot, trying to Get the, get the rhythm. Yeah.
0: I was wondering what that was. You were actually stepping on my foot. I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah. That's part of being
1: a host. It's kind of cramped in here. It I mean. is
0: very tiny studio. Yeah. I appreciate you coming in. It's okay. You did bring all of your drums, which I also appreciate. We're not going to get a chance for you to play them, uh, but uh, there are a lot of drums. Now, normally I would have you name each one.
1: Okay. And
0: like tell me which, what kind of drum it is, but then actually name it as well. But unfortunately, we don't have time for that. Okay. So we're, because we have a, a, a segment now called Bad Business Ideas Ooh. that we have to do. Okay. So first I have to play the song. All right. Bad business ideas. It's time to pick just one. It's going to be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on. Yes, bad business ideas. You take the WeWork, you take the Theranos, you take them both, and there you have bad business ideas. Jim, I don't think I need to tell a long-time listener like you what this segment is all about.
1: Yeah, usually I'm awake and listening at this point of the show, so I have heard this a number of times. Oh, great. Yeah. So
0: then you explain it to me. What is this segment?
1: Uh, where we try to come up with the worst possible idea for a business together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm going
0: to give you two ideas of starting points. Okay. And then, you know, you're going to rattle just like we were talking about how you come up with lyrics for songs. Okay. That's why you're here. It's just Who like, better to come up and help me develop businesses than a songwriter yeah. and drummer?
1: it's like a, like a, what do they call this? Like a blue sky? Yeah. Except it's a gray sky.
0: It's 100% gray. Okay. There's so many shades of gray in all of these business ideas. And uh, yeah. So Jim, may I call you Jim? Yes. Great. How competitive are you? Like with your friends, uh, you know, with uh, uh, when it comes to sports or games that you're playing or those sorts of things.
1: I'm fairly competitive.
0: Okay, good, good. And how would you say you rank against your friends?
1: Um, I, I rank well, I think. Yeah. yeah. You're better than them. I, I'm better than them. Great. Yeah.
0: Great. I'm hoping they're all listening. Do you also sometimes think about like where, who has the best house, who has the best job, those sorts of things?
1: No, not so much that stuff. Okay. Yeah. It's more competitive, like win the game. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, are you ever wondering who the, who the best person is out of all your friends? Uh... Should I? Well, now you can. Okay. So we can track it like you can say, okay, who's the best at Trivial Pursuit or who's the fastest or fantasy football if you play that sort of thing. I
1: feel a bad business idea coming up. Oh,
0: 100%. Okay. But if you want to validate those feelings yeah. through a third party of your friend rankings, mm. that's where you come to us. It's a new business venture called Best Friend. And mm. we figure out exactly who the best friend is. So maybe we do, and I'd I need your help with this, like okay. a modified SAT test. Okay. But not only that, then we do an obstacle course, maybe like a you know American Ninja Warrior stuff like that. Several other things. Maybe there's a dance competition. Maybe we drop everybody in the middle of the woods for a little while just to Ooh. see who survives the longest. Man, that's. Yeah. It may, that may be two Hunger Games, yeah. but maybe we bring it back. I was
1: thinking make him, make him write an essay or something. A little
0: bit. But an essay would be good. Yeah. An essay would be good. So some, uh, some objective things, some subjective things. Right. And then we figure out exactly who the best person is. So, for example, you would get extra points because you know how to sing and play the drums. Okay. Uh, but somebody else might get extra points because they know how to... I don't, they have dance moves that are very unique to them.
1: Right. Or maybe they're practical and they can fix things. Yeah. That's a valuable thing. in Yeah. A friend, you know, exactly. Right. They've got a truck, you know, that that's would always be, important for some, some time. I can,
0: I can just see people going out to buy trucks just so they can rank better Yeah. in this because people do get competitive.
1: You, you need the right kind of truck.
0: So you and your group of friends, Uh 5, 10, 15, 20, any multiple of five, I guess. Okay. um, Or however many you actually have. Um, All right. Well, let's let's be realistic and maybe say 10. Say 10. Okay. So you and nine of your friends would come in and we would go through this ranking system over the course of several months, let's say. Let's not put pressure on you guys to do it in one weekend. But one weekend we're doing this. Uh, over the course of the week you may have an online class that you need to submit by those sorts of things we should it be a over...
1: certain duration though so that we ensure that there's going to be some dropout we want to like maybe you know call the oh the, for you know, sure this. yeah
0: from the 10 i don't think all the 10 are going to make it to the end
1: right you want to weed out the yeah the people who are not serious about being friends sure yeah. obviously
0: if they're not going to do this test
1: yeah to see where they rank i mean we're just dropping you in the woods for the weekend it's not asking that much It's really not. I mean, you're paying us to do this, of course, as well. Best friends would make money off of this. And you can keep your phone. You're going to find a tower at some point.
0: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We're not challenging you to do this. If you want to escape, go ahead and escape. Sure. Yeah. We're not hunting the most dangerous prey by any means, which is man.
1: It's just about dedication. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: That's part of it. That's part of the measurement. It's a pretty bad idea. Great. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Idea number two. Uh So that's best friend. I mentioned some companies at the beginning of the segment. So Theranos and, or however you say it, and WeWork, they're cautionary tales in the business world. If you're not familiar with them, Elizabeth Holmes of Theranos, uh, she promised a lot about the work that they could do. There were special patches and blood work that could measure a bunch of things with very, very little impact. I remember this. And of course, none of this worked. She's in uh, court right now being sued by just about everybody. Uh, The test didn't actually work, obviously. A similar story for Adam Newman of WeWork. This is a little more recent. Uh, The company is in the co-working space and uh, maybe co-living, but it was mainly more of a three-card Monty kind of situation. Uh, He claimed that they were a tech company when they were applying for an IPO and everybody overvalued them. Then everybody actually looked at it and said, oh, my gosh, and they kicked him out. Mm. Uh, So... What do these two people, Elizabeth Holmes and Adam Newman, have in common? They are bad at their businesses? Potentially, yeah, yeah. But they were also, for a few years, billionaires.
1: Oh. And
0: as we all know, shady organizations will always need people pretending to be leaders so they can be billionaires for a little while. Okay. And that's where we come in. Our new company, CPO or Chief Perishable Officer. We'll find the leadership talent for the next webvan.com, Enron, or Kmart. These leaders will say most of the right things in exchange for stock options that will someday be worthless and potential jail time. But they will be momentarily high rollers. Okay. And so I think that's why we would get people to continuously apply for these positions. So CPO, Chief Perishable Officer... You know, you're not going to be there forever.
1: Right. But while you're there, you're a shooting
0: star. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're going to burn so bright and burn out so
1: quickly and so fabulously. Yeah. 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 So I
0: feel like that's not a lot of MBA graduates would want those kinds of jobs. Right. A lot of people that are, you know, just looking for it's really temp work, but Mm -hmm. on a much more global scale, it's fame. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what we can offer. Yeah, yeah, or and you may infamy, go to, maybe. Yeah, you yeah. may go to jail. Yeah, we're not sure. But the notoriety—I mean, there's a book deal at the end of that.
0: Again, yeah. for a little while, you're going to be living the high life, right? Yeah, yeah. So CPO, any other questions on CPO or best friend? No,
1: I think I—I uh, th- I think I'm satisfied with how terrible they are.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, you have these two meals. I'm not going to say wonderful meals, but meals set before you. Mm -hmm. You have to choose one. I mean, they're both, they both have their ups and downs, mostly downs, but you can't run with both of them. And I know Jim having, being in several bands, managing the Melrose Center at the downtown library, Mm -hmm. um, you have a lot of time on your hands, but you probably can't do both of these ideas. You can't probably run both of these. Which one would you say is a little bit stronger in your mind? With your stronger, management
1: skills. Stronger as in um, not feasible?
0: Have No, no, no. More feasible. More feasible. Have, have a little more potential, and that you want to. I don't know if you realize this by being on the show. Yeah. You actually are legally obligated to choose one and then run that organization. Hmm. Okay. You will take on all the liability
1: and very little of the profits. Right. Um, well, let's just roll the dice and go with the CPO, I think. A CPO? Yeah.
0: Essentially, you're even a CPO by leading CPO.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's just enjoy it for a second, right?
0: Just go in, shooting star, Jim Myers, through the air. It's going to do wonders for all my bands. (laughs) That is true. You could start a music, uh, some sort of downloadable, shareable music uh,
1: system. And Guy and I have always said, one of us needs to get arrested For the good of the band, so can't think of a better way.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that level of infamy. Right. I like it. Okay, CPO, we're going to do that. Uh, Let's listen to a song while we're working out the paperwork for that. Um, I expect a business plan on my desk, uh, say, within the next hour.
1: Let's get the accountants working on it immediately. Perfect, perfect. Uh, Let's play a little bit of Cake.
0: Uh, This is from their album, Pressure Chief Wheels. On WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. When I say Tom, you say Terry. Tom. Tom. I have no idea if that worked or not. Regardless, I was very lucky to interview WFTV's Tom Terry for the Downtown Community Paper, and you can read it the interview. We talked about growing up in Oklahoma and his fascination with weather and weather reporters back then. There's his fascination also with horror movies. Did you know that? Oh, and The Jacket. We talk about The Jacket. For more, go to otownpaper.com. Now back to the show. Cake from their album, Pressure Chief. 2004, that's 15 years old. Why am I so shocked by the ages of songs? That was Wheels on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Good morning. My name is Nick. Often shocked by numbers, apparently, if you want to get to know me a little bit better. I am on the radio every Monday from 7 to 9 a.m. Luckily for you, though, I have very special guests. So it's not just me talking. This week, Jim Myers is here. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Nick. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Getting up early. You have tons of work to do. You have other things going on in your life
1: yeah, you, you have know. to deal with my antics. I can set aside some of that stuff for a couple hours. All right.
0: Very good. Well, sure. I appreciate you doing that. Yeah. I was curious. Um, so you grew up here. I think you went to Evans high school. I did. Yeah. Did I and tell you that? No, I think it's somewhere online. I tend oh. to stalk people online before. Okay. Can, can I tell you an show? interesting
1: story about Please. being an Evans graduate? Yeah. Uh, when I was in high school, um, I, I played soccer all my life, um, but I, I became the field goal kicker for the Evans football team. Oh, very nice. And, um, I, when I graduated, I was the leading scorer in Evans football history, but I didn't know it until three years later when I read in the paper, somebody broke my record. So (laughs) isn't that like bittersweet?
2: Yeah.
0: So for those three years you could have been putting that on your resume, I you could, could have been have playing that man, up
1: more. I was the I could have been the man about town, but no, I didn't know until I I was the guy that had the record broken.
0: You were second banana. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah. That's the way it goes.
0: That's tough. Yeah. What was going on when you were graduating high school? What was your plan coming out? Were you expected to mm. do something specific or and what actually happened?
1: I was um, that's that's an interesting uh, time. I I was offered a chance to be a kicker at a school in mm-hmm. Kansas, uh, and I didn't really want to go to Kansas. I was I was wanting to make music and wanting to pursue a band, and stayed in town and did that instead, and then went to college here uh, on a not athletic scholarship um and uh so that's that's what was really going on in my head me kind of fighting against the the athlete that i i was and at that time and the musician that i wanted to be so were you how long did you take in between
0: graduating from high school and eventually going back to college one year okay yeah so you, did you put a time limit on? Did you say, okay, I'm going to pursue this for one year? I, I did want to
1: give myself just a year. I, okay. I had in my mind, I'm going to go next year, and uh, I stuck with it. I was th- I think I may have been afraid to not go, you know, because I didn't want to. I, I was only 18, but I could see where if you let that go, it's going to be harder to, to get back into to it. To do it later. And yeah.
0: yeah. Where would you end up going to school?
1: I, I went to Valencia, and I ultimately graduated from UCF with an okay. anthropology degree of all things. So, yeah. And uh, did you find that going in through Valencia helped you in
0: terms of like this is uh, after taking a year off, it was a little bit easier to go to uh, Valencia versus going right into yeah. UCF?
1: And it was, it was easier. Um, there was a joke at the time uh, that those of us who came from the, the west side of town, uh, we referred to the west campus of at that time, Valencia Community College um, as Kirkman High. Cause it it sort of felt so many of those. Yeah. yeah, Sort of felt like that. And so it was an easier transition certainly. And, um, as I mentioned, I wasn't on an athletic scholarship and it turned out to be much cheaper, uh, at that time to get an AA degree at at Valencia
0: and then go over. Yeah. Uh, coming out of college then what happened after that? Like, and it seemed like music took, uh, was on the back burner for a little while as we discussed earlier, that's yeah. something you returned to in the last 10 years or so.
1: Um, right. I played a lot of music. Um, I had um, a crazy amount of odd jobs throughout uh, most of my 20s. And then I, I i got a job at the library, honestly, and um, found found my place, I think. Um, I, I, I was struck right away working. I mean, I was just a clerk, but struck right away about working in a place that essentially is trying to help people isn't asking for money, um, other than, you know, the tax support. Um, and, uh, you know, we're not trying to sell you anything. We're just trying to provide you with access and a level playing field. And that right away, that culture really, uh, appealed to me a lot. Um, I was, I, I was a writer then and, and am now. And so it was a good environment to be in, uh, for, for somebody who was, um, interested in working with words. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then opportunities just kind of presented themselves to me. I, I decided to become a library manager along the way. And, you know, I, I was still in school at that time. And, um, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do with that degree, but it was like a parallel world where I was, I was emerging as, as somebody in the library and become learning how to work with, with people and, um. So those, those two things just kind of happened at the same time. I was already a manager when I graduated and then I became a department head and started doing different things, uh, throughout the organization and along the way reconnected with Guy and, and sort of another parallel was, was the reemergence of music in my life.
0: Were you sorry? Were you working at the library while you were still going to UCF? Yes. Okay. So yeah. did it take you a little bit longer to it finish did. your yeah. degree? Yeah,
1: I, you know, I I went two classes at a time, maybe three at the most, and uh, what I could afford. You know, yeah. I had the I had a, a, a decent job as a manager, and so I kind of paid my way through. Okay. And just got there as I could get there. Um, it, and it was a long time because I, you know, I used to park in a dirt parking lot at UCF that when I graduated was the communications building. Mm -hmm. So I was there for a while because they were able to build things uh, while I was there. So yeah, it was a little bit of a time.
0: Did you, I mean, looking back on it, so it took me a while. I actually went to three different schools before I ended up at UCF Mm -hmm. uh, and graduated from there. And for a long time, I felt like I had done it the wrong way, right? Because I didn't go right out of high school and it didn't take me four years. It took me seven and a half years. Yeah, uh, went to a bunch of different places. Did you have that feeling, or were you like, "This is actually a pretty good way to do things for me"?
1: Um, I suppose. Yeah, I think that the thought did occur to me. I don't. I don't recommend doing it my way. Uh, the only good thing about it is if you can, if you can manage to pay your way, that's always going to be better because you're not going to be you're not saddled out with, with debt. Yeah, yeah. but at the, on the other hand, I can see where um, going going full-time and, and really just focusing on that right out of high school would have been good too. I I don't know. I mean, I probably wouldn't be where I am. It would have been a different life journey for me, mm-hmm. so to speak. So I'm not sure what's, um, what, what I'm going to get out of thinking about that. You know, it's, um, it is what it is, as they say. Yeah. I'm curious about that because uh, again,
0: I think societal norms and pressures are, this is the right way to do
1: it right there's so many different ways to obtain knowledge and the traditional ways are not the only way certainly um and you know i'm around a lot of lifelong learning at the library and so i see different approaches and you know people getting uh you know masters in information sciences without going to a campus Mm -hmm. um that's pretty common so um I, i suppose it was good for me to be in the library environment throughout that time because it reinforced that it was okay to, to, to continue doing things my way. I mean, I'm around a lot of people um, that I'm friends with at, at work that continue to go to school or go back to school. And it's not so uncommon in that environment, but I suppose outside of that environment, if you aren't around people who are lifelong learners or open to that, type of, of of approach, it might feel like, no, that time has passed me and it's too late for me. I need to go do something else. Yeah. That's
0: a good point. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. Um, and we're going to go back to school after this with a pop quiz with real stakes. There's going to be real consequences. this this. Yeah. Yeah. If you get them all right, we're best friends. Mm -hmm. If you only get one right or fewer, which is zero bitter enemies. Well, let's listen to a song first. All right. Okay. This is going to be Beulah from the Coast is Never Clear. Popular Mechanics for Lovers on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Hello, readers. Bright Lights, Medium-Sized City. It's by author and UCF professor Nathan Hollock, and it's about our very own Orlando. That's right, Orlando, where you likely live. I don't want to give too much away, but it's set during the housing crisis of 2009, which is juxtaposed with the Magic's championship run. It's funny, it's told in some very interesting ways, and it's about Orlando. You can read more about it at otownpaper.com. I interviewed the author and the publisher. You can order it at boroughpress.com. And if you want to go to the release party, that's on November 9th. Check out boroughpress.com slash events for more information on that as well. Happy reading. Now back to the show. Beulah on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Popular mechanics for lovers from their album, The Coast Is Never Clear, 2001. I'm just gonna say that. I'm not gonna go off on how old God, these songs are. 20 years ago I, Okay, listen, Jim. <laughs> good morning, my name is Nick. You're listening to WPRK. Jim Myers is my very special guest. From the Melrose Center, from Milk Carton Superstars. You may know him from any number of things and items. But now you're going to know him for his brains and brilliance because he's going to take a pop quiz. Oh, boy. Are you ready for this? Yes. Great. All right. So Simon Time is our pop quizzer. Jim Myers is our pop quizee. So we'll get started right now. Simon, take it away.
2: Hey, hey, Nick, this is Simon Time, and I've got five questions for you, so let's get ready to exercise your mental muscle and begin. Here is question number one. Who is the famous drummer for the band known as Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem?
1: I believe that is Animal. Animal. Are you sure? Yes. Great.
2: The answer from one of my favorite pop culture franchises, the answer is Animal of the Muppets for question one.
1: That's good.
0: You've already gotten one right. You get yeah. one more right, and we're not bitter enemies. Almost there. Yeah. So just so you know, if we do become bitter enemies, I will need your uh, schedule for the week. I'll okay. need any allergies that you have, things that you like, uh, other enemies, so maybe we can work together okay. on getting you. Now, if you get all five right, yeah, best friends Okay. for the week. Got it. So I will also need your agenda, things you're allergic to, all, your list of your bitter enemies so that I can, right. you know, take care of them for you. Okay. And your other best friends so that I can compete actively with them. All right. Perfect. Sure. I don't know if you want to become best <laughs> I friends. I feel you like might maybe a it. middle ground
1: is something. I'm, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's the next question.
2: For number two, dedicated in 1966, Name the building in downtown Orlando that is an example of brutalist architecture.
1: Well, that would be
0: the Orlando Public Library. And now you may know that just because you work there.
1: Maybe that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: So if you haven't been, it's a pretty amazing building in terms of the design and the architecture style and everything. Um, It would also make a good fortress in case of the zombie apocalypse.
1: Absolutely. It is definitely a bomb shelter. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it was not only, I'm going to get extra credit on this, because it was built in 1966 and then expanded by a different architect in 1985 to take up the whole block and they matched the original brutalistic architecture to make it look the same oh i didn't realize that yeah it used to be a third of the size that it is now wow that was tiny yeah
0: Yeah. okay all right well yeah
2: you
1: get extra credit okay
0: look at you best friend all
2: right a little bit of a step up in difficulty but that answer is the public library
0: oh yeah sorry we yeah simon confirmed that you were right okay
2: Question three, what 60s, 70s rock drummer was named the greatest drummer of all time by Rolling Stone magazine?
1: Hmm. Well, I I don't know for sure who Rolling Stone chose. So that's the difficult part of this 60s, 70s rock drummer that Rolling Stone said is the best. Could be a couple of people. Sure.
0: Who would you say is the best, or who's some? Of, who are some of your favorite
1: drummers? Uh, Keith Moon yep. is probably my absolute favorite, and he's possibly who they've named here, but I'm going to go with the safe choice through Rolling Stone's eyes and say John Bonham. John Bonham. Let's see if you're correct.
2: The answer is Mr. John Bonham of Led Zeppelin fame.
0: Very nice. Yeah. Why do you like Keith Moon the most or better than some of the other drummers that are out there? I've always No just, offense to all
1: the drummers. Yeah, and, and John Bonham is an amazing drummer, absolutely. Um I just like Keith Moon's um barely able to control himself yet staying within the song style. Um I've always liked his uh kind of frenetic roles and um he's just so fun to watch or was fun to watch i should say um yeah so just just that energy and um to get a little bit into drum nerding here um if you if you ever have the chance to see the uh the documentary about the making of the album who's next and you watch roger daltrey play back uh parts of keith moon's uh parts in uh, i believe it's in uh, baba o'reilly but he makes a point of saying how Keith does the opposite of what you'd expect a drummer to do. While while Roger is delivering lyrics, Keith's doing all these little parts and rolls and fills. And then when he stops singing, he just goes with the rhythm. So it's kind of brilliant <laughs> and it works, but it's just the way Keith is just completely the opposite. That that approach has always appealed to me.
0: Very nice. Yeah. Okay. So with the extra credit, out of three, you've got three and a half points.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty much home free now, I think.
0: Uh, yeah, well, if you get the next two right again.
1: Okay. EFFs, five, well, BFFs. Well, BFs. Five and a half out week. of five. I'm, I'm a little scared now.
0: Oh, my gosh. There's going to be so much hugging. Holy. Yeah.
2: Okay. Question number four In what country can you visit the world's oldest operating library?
1: Hmm. You might have me on this one. Okay. Um, oldest operating library. um well i'm gonna i'm gonna guess wrong here but i'm gonna guess for a reason uh egypt and that's only because of the great library of alexandria which doesn't exist anymore but i'm sure i'm wrong but i'll say egypt okay
2: the answer the country is morocco and the city is one of my favorite named cities fez fez morocco
0: (laughs) fez morocco so I guess I could have done a hat, would have ha- hat Might motion have helped, yeah. helped at yeah, all.
2: It probably would have. But
1: at least I was like sort of close. It's like yeah. Northern Africa.
0: You were like, in the right general vicinity. There. Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. So no chance for best friends.
2: All right. Well, four and a half is still in the game.
0: It's still possible. Okay. Let's all see right. if you can
2: get there. Okay. And finally, just to tickle your brain in places where other trivia just can't reach. Here's a two part answer. Fill in the blanks. John Lennon once said, is blank the best drummer in the world? He's not even the best drummer in blank.
1: That would be Ringo Starr and the Beatles.
2: The answer is "Is Ringo, the best drummer in the world? He's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. Those have been your five questions, guys. Have a great day. Ouch. I mean...
0: I guess Ringo hopefully was in on that, but that that's kind of hurtful.
2: Yeah,
1: and I think that there's some maybe question as to whether or not he really did say that. But oh, really? It's a very famous quote attributed to him, and I, and I think he was he was really complimenting Paul McCartney. Ah, gotcha. As we all do from time to time. Sure.
0: That makes sense. So very nice. Thank you. Four and a half out oh, of five. Okay. So we're really good friends. Yeah. Okay. I'll, that I'll, that I can rule? live with I'm that. I'm sorry. Is that I, the
1: rule? Yeah, sure. I'm stepping on your parameters. Here. Sure. That's fine.
0: Okay. I really want it to be best
1: friends. What did I miss? The, the library.
0: The oldest library, which working in a library for 20 years, maybe you should know, but it's fine. It's fine.
1: It's all good. <laughs> yeah. I hope they're not <laughs> listening. If you like
0: trivia and you want to get some more trivia in your life, Simon Time Trivia is available seven nights a week around town. You can go see him live. Play for some great prizes and interact with him. Uh, you can also interact with him online, Simon Time Trivia on Facebook and see where he's going to be. Does he not up. take a day off? He doesn't. Jeez. Trivia does not take a day off. That's true. There's always questions and most of the time there's answers. Mm. That's what I've found in life.
1: Yeah. It's like the news.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right then. Yeah. So let's play another song. Uh, actually, you were on this song, I believe. This is the Mark with the C Trio. So you're playing drums on this from the uh, Kark live in studio cassette.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah. I'm on that. This is God save the queen from Navy SEALs on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Speaking of subscribing, this podcast is available wherever you subscribe to podcasts. That's Apple. That's Google. Stitcher. Spotify. I found one the other day called Cast Box. Guess what? It's there too. And it's, that's a real thing. If you are interested in people in Orlando who are doing neat things, then you should definitely listen on the regular, as the kids say. So subscribe. Why don't you? Now back to the show. The Mark with a C trio on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was God save the queen from Navy SEALs. From their live album "Kark," which is of course Mark with a C, which he hears about all the time, and he is really, really a big fan of that joke, if I remember correctly. Jim, can you see, you if you that? see
1: him, tell him that joke. Yeah,
0: please, please do. Uh, Mark with a C, dr- the trio, the drummer is here, Jim Myers. But there's so much more to Jim. Obviously, there's him, the drummer in the Mark with a C trio. There's him in Milk Carton Superstars. And, of course, there's him, the department head of the Melrose Center, which I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of. I go there uh, pretty often and get some project stuff done, work on some computer stuff, uh, film a couple of things. I do a lot of different uh, things there. And one of the things that I really like are the classes and the different events that are going on all the time at the Melrose Center. Yeah, we see you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I have proof that I go there. Uh, From a standpoint of stuff coming up, Jim, uh, Mm -hmm. we're almost at the end of the show, so I just wanted to see if there was anything coming up that you're particularly excited about that you want to tell the people listening out there in radio and or podcast land
1: sure on. yeah absolutely uh, we have events all the time at the melrose center it's important to us to create reasons for people to come in and see the space because you typically uh if you get a group of people coming and seeing the melrose center somebody's going to become a member uh because they're impressed with with the resources so that's always good for us um we have a we have a regular music event that we have uh, been featuring over the last couple of years called melrose in the mix it is a, a live recording session where we invite um A band or a particular artist of some renown to come in and uh, we basically give them a free recording session our staff engineer the session for them and we invite up to 24 people to come and be an audience in the live room of the studio uh, which is a really unique way to see somebody that you like as an artist to Mm -hmm. see them record live and you know if they have to do a retake you're there for it Um, it's just so intimate and and really unique um, and then also, if you have gone through the the training to use the studio, you can volunteer to help us engineer that session. So you get hands-on experience in a, in a real live setting, so that's kind of cool, too. But we have a couple of those coming up this month that I just wanted to mention. Um, there's a band from Austin called The Vapor Caves. They're going to be coming into Orlando uh, As part of uh, Swamberger Presents, they're doing a show at Iron Cal, I believe, on October 30th. But the night before that, October 29th at 6, the Vapor Caves will be doing a Melrose in the Mix session. Oh, nice. So you can come and uh, you can check those out. If you want to grab a seat for that, the seats are free. You can just uh, go to OCLS.info slash Melrose in the Mix and sign up to grab one of those 24 seats. Uh, we have one on Saturday, November 2nd, as well, featuring Bella Fontella. Uh, Bella Fontella uh, combines hip-hop and classical music. She generally plays flute and raps, uh, so it's going to be a great uh, a great session, I'm sure. And some of the other things we've got, we have meetups. All of our areas of the Melrose Center have meetups, so the audio, the video team, the photo team, mm-hmm. the theater team does a meetup. Um, on October 22nd, our maker team in the Fab Lab are hosting um, Meet the Maker and Evening with R2. And so we're gonna have, I believe, at least three droids there from people who make R2s. Uh, so come on out for that. We're gonna be talking about how to make one. We are making one ourselves in the Melrose Center. Uh, you mentioned Marco earlier. He's uh, hosting a theater meetup on October 27th called uh, Women in Theater with some special guests. And uh, we will be at uh, Maker Fair with a lot of the community in November. Uh, and then and lastly, just to give everybody um, something uh, that might be of interest to them, we have something called the Melrose Awards. If you, um, if you use the Melrose Center or if you'd like to come and use the Melrose Center, up until December 9th, you can submit a project that you have created at least in part using the Melrose Center for the Melrose Awards. We have six categories. Um, we have voice recording, music recording, um, photo, video, digital media design, and maker so you can submit to any one of those six categories mm-hmm. there's a 200 dollars cash prize if you win the category and it um, qualifies you for the grand prize which would be an additional 800 dollars so you could walk away with a thousand dollars if you join the melrose awards contest and we will announce the winners of that at our annual expo which is coming up in february february 15th we have the melrose creative expo which is a great open house event if you want to come see the center you know with all the doors open and things going on in every space the expo is the day to come
0: so for just going back to melrose in the mix for a second yeah. are you also looking for other bands to participate uh musicians or bands we're, to we participate are, in that
1: yeah we are looking i mean honestly we 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 were booked right now through the summer of 2020 mm-hmm. uh, we do maybe one a month sometimes two a month um, but yeah we are we're always interested in, in folks who um, might be you know a good band to play if it helps if you've got a little bit of traction in town uh, we're open to you know people touring through obviously but um, you know you, we, we're asking that you fill 24 seats in the studio uh, so it's good if you've got a little bit of a fan following but if there are bands out there, that are interested in and putting their name and, into consideration, um, reach out to us at the Melrose Center. You can, you can contact the library and ask for me, uh, Jim Myers. I'm sure they'll put you in touch with me. Very nice.
0: And, uh, Jim, we also mentioned earlier, uh, Milk Carton Superstars are probably going to be playing at FAVO uh, the first Monday in November.
1: Uh, first Friday. First Friday, yeah, sorry. That is November
0: 2nd. So we'll be seeing you quite a bit in the next couple of weeks then with Could all those be. cool events yeah, coming up. And you're going to be there for all of them, hand-holding uh, me and other people through them. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Or at least I'll point you to the right direction. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to be hand I know people who, who know people. <laughs> Very nice. Very
0: nice. Well, we'll leave it at that. Jim, thank you so much for being here. We've got, uh, let's see. One more song. How about a little bit of uh, Jimmy Smith with Walk on the Wild Side?
1: Love Jimmy Smith.
0: Okay. Very good. Uh, Thank you, Jim, for being here. Let's um, hold on. Let me wipe my hand off so we can shake hands on the air. There we go. So without knocking anything down, that makes for really good radio. And this is Jimmy Smith, Walk on the Wild Side on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You've been listening to a certain degree. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. Where do you go from here? Tell your friends about how awesome this episode was. I don't know why I'm talking like that. Subscribe to the show wherever you subscribe. Also check out toacertaindegree.com. That's D-O-A-CertainDegree.com. Just a reminder that this episode and every episode is recorded live on WPRK 91.5 FM. You can listen every Monday at 7 a.m. on your radio or streaming on the internet. That's when the shows are at their peak freshness. Thanks for listening. I'll miss our little talks.